did how do you even make friends as an adult are, are we adults we'll fact check that later <laughs> hey and welcome back everybody to another episode of spark for spark i am amy and i'm here with rachel and if you're watching us on youtube we're also here with pancake so cross your fingers that this goes well she has two settings adorable and apocalyptic um so yeah let's get started Oh, is that my cue to like already be action? <laughs> You're like, you have one job. What are you confused about? All right. Let's see what's going to happen here. Oh my gosh. They're all, they're all bundled together and I can't get them. They want to be friends. They got the demo. I, I feel like. It's like when you're at the Oscars and you're like more nervous for the person who has to read the names and get the envelope open than you are for the people Wasn't that like might win when they said it wrong. Wasn't that oh. that's wrong one? Oh, where they said the wrong person had won? Yeah. I believe so. Yes. Oh. I will be honest. I'm a Tony's person, not an, not an Oscars person. I, I, really them. I just, I just scroll Facebook the day after to look at all the dresses. If we're being honest. I just get annoyed that they don't give like the lighting and the sound and the costuming and what, like the same, like that they're like, you know, you're coming back from commercial break and they're just like scrolling names. And I'm like, no, yeah, no. Although probably half the people are glad they don't have to go up on stage. Cause that's not who they are as people. And half of them are like ticked that they're like, anyway, what sound or noise do you love? Hmm. I feel like I really like rain. I really mm-hmm. like, but like heavy, heavy, heavy rain, like rain on a roof where you're like, are we going to be okay? Like, should I check the sump pump? Like that kind of rain. <laughs> like the kind where pancake won't go out without her poncho on because she oh cannot God. handle the rain. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's like, and when you get that, like, like low rolling thunder going, mm-hmm. like that's what, like, there's something about that where everything is kind of like hiding, going to sleep. It's almost like that. Like it makes me think of Bambi mm-hmm. at the very beginning of Bambi where they had that like little song and it's like all the like pitter patter of the rain. I feel like that just like imprinted as a core memory on my body. Like before spoiler alert, before Bambi's mom got shot, <laughs> like, sorry, have you not watched Bambi? <laughs> I try not to because the mother gets shot. Yeah. No, I feel like, I feel like it's definitely rain and I feel like it's definitely the vibe of like all the little animals hiding under leaves Mm. in Bambi Mm -hmm. is the kind of vibe that I like. I, so like, here's a fun story. Like I sleep with a fan on because like when I have endo, like I was just overheating all the time. And so I'm so used to having the fan on now that I can't sleep without it anymore. Um, but like, I also use like a white noise app mm-hmm. and I have it set to rain, but I have it set so low that like, you can't actually hear it, which doesn't make sense, but I can't sleep without it. So I'm assuming that some part of my brain can hear it, but again, it's that like rolling thunder, like mm-hmm. patter raindrops, I think mm-hmm. is like my favorite sound ever. There's something mm-hmm. about it. There's something I like about that. It. I think it's almost like that connection to that, which is greater right? Like it kind of pulls me outside of myself where I'm like, it's raining and like, it's a thing outside. And I feel really sort of interconnected with the world as a whole. Um, Mm -hmm. it feels really nice to be like, Oh, like I'm not alone. Yeah. That makes total sense. I like that. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, my favorite noise is when, uh, golfers tee off and you hear that thwack and like, there is a very specific, like difference in the noise when you hit it, just like, 
And I really like that followed very closely second by when the ball falls in the cup, (laughs) which I know should be the noise that I like more, (laughs) but I just, there's something so satisfying. And sometimes when you watch on TV, like the sound doesn't perfectly match up. So like you'll, you'll see them hit the ball and then you get like the kickback of the thwack. And like, that is like a very distinct issue in my, um, body, but also I, um, I love jet noise. Mm. So like a jet taking off or being on a jet? No, like, um, like military aircraft jet noise. Okay. So, um, probably because, you know, we lived in a lot of military towns where you'd hear them fly over and I mean, it's, it's not a dainty sound. And so, um, or like, you know, when the guys would come home and there'd be like eight or 10 jets all lined up and they'd all still be running, but they'd just be sitting idle on the thing. And it's just like this roar of, you know, whatever. And that like the guys would come home or whatever like so so we both like things that just kind of like obliterate our senses yeah yeah <laughs> overstimulate me to the point where the world has gone silent again yeah, basically <laughs> um okay was that all that you wanted to share sorry so. do you like how I just like I just hang up on you I just am like we're done listening to what you it's have to say moving on um you, I, I administrate our lives on the back end. You can administrate the meetings. I'm, I'm bossy. It's the vibe. Um, <laughs> uh, TV show. So of course we know these started out as favorites of things, but also we like not, not the things that we like. So like, uh, yeah, share, share your thoughts. TV show. You go, you go Bye. first for this one. I got to think. Okay. So, um, I usually have like an of all time type of thing. And then, and so I think, I think if I really had to choose, like I, somebody was like gun to head, I had to pick. Um, You're like, that feels drastic. And like something, somebody wouldn't ask you if that was the situation. Um, Quick. uh, I loved Friday night lights. Um, when that was on, uh, the acting, um, the, the female lead that played his wife, um, like just, there are so many things about her performance that as a student of that, you can see like how it just comes out of her body so Mm -hmm. easily. And like, so I, like, I love Friday night lights. There's a thousand good things about it. I could say, um, I like a fun summer TV show and this might not feel like a fun summer TV show to everybody, but there was a TV show on for like, I think it might've been two or three seasons, um, of several years ago, uh, on USA called Graceland. And it was about all of these different, um, us federal agents all staying in the same house. And it was kind of based off of like a real thing that had happened. And, um, and there was just something about that that I really liked uh, story-wise. Um, it was kind of different for like the things USA usually does. But um, I have mixed feelings about the fact that I love this, but I loved Friends. Like that hits in a very, I didn't catch it at the beginning of it. So like 
but now I've watched it a hundred thousand times all the way through. And there are things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. But it's, you know, it hits in that spot of like, like I'm a, a white woman. It's like, you know, very whitewashed, mm-hmm. crappy show, but whatever. Um, and then everybody had said good things about Shit's Creek. And then you were like, you need to watch it. And then my mom was like, have you seen Shit's Creek? And I was like, if one more person says this to me and she's like, well, we're watching it right now. And then she and I stayed up for like hours, like watching six episodes right away. And like, I love everything about that. We're watching it with my oldest again right Here now. <laughs> but it's, it's not the first time I've heard that. Um, <laughs> I can say but, that I'm Canadian. It's true. It's true. Like, um, unpopular opinion. I did not enjoy the U S version of the office. Mm. Like I would be like, not that is not, I will not get a good reaction from some people in my life about mm. that. But I mean, I grew up like near the place in our country where that's, and I like know that type of, you know, like I know those people, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. We tried a lot of times and I couldn't, I couldn't love it. Um, and like, I never watched Grey's Anatomy. I never watched Sex in the City. Like there's just so much that I totally missed, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, that's, I like, I watch a lot. I like TV. Yeah, I, I know that's not a popular opinion either, but I just really like TV. Honestly, though, like, I feel like, like, I, like, I know you as a person and you know me as a person. Like, sometimes I need a break from myself. Like, I'm a bit much. Yes. For me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a lot. There's, there's all that, like, like, I don't know, like, if you like Elise Myers, but she's always like, oh, like, go find less. I'm like, what if it's me? What if it's me? Where do I go? <laughs> I'm too much. <laughs> what if I'm too much for myself? Like we should message her really and just be like, okay, but like, can I get your thoughts on this? <laughs> but what if I am the problem? <laughs> That's where we get to the like, am I just the drama? Am I the drama? I know I'm the drama. We're definitely the drama. And like, that's okay. I'm an intense person. I love hard. I play hard. Like it's one of my best qualities, but the problem is it doesn't ever turn off. And so sometimes I need a way to just disconnect. And so I like a lot of like fantasy sci-fi kind of Mm -hmm. thing. They're so not like here that I can Mm -hmm. suspend belief and I can just crawl into another place and it's not real. And we're really just like tuning in and letting go. Cause like, Mm -hmm. like if you're into like sci-fi fantasy, all those kinds of things, like you really have to disconnect your belief systems. Yes. (laughs) There's a suspension of reality um, that is required to really get into it. Um, And I like, you know, like as a trained social worker, like I'm very into, you know, systemic injustices and things like that. Like they're really intriguing to me. I'm curious about how other people look at them, what their Mm -hmm. thoughts are on that. And so I find particularly in science fiction where they create these ridiculous scenarios to kind of play out and be like, isn't this silly? Or like, what if it was this way? I really enjoy that as a concept because it's so in line with many of the things that I really like to have sort of hopping in my head at all times, but it feels less threatening. Mm -hmm. It feels like a really safe way to explore ideas. It feels like a really safe way to ask questions. Um, And then there's always like funny side plots that I just really enjoy. And so I find that like, just as a human whose brain is going like at a thousand miles a minute, every single minute of every single day, 
really getting into things with aliens with weird antennas and like funny cultural quirky things from like I don't know like I really like Guardians of the Galaxy like there's like a little raccoon who wears a spacesuit I think that's so funny I love that so much and like <laughs> it gives me a real break and so I would say like I don't even know that I could pick a favorite mm-hmm. TV show like I love Shit's Freak um like my husband went to high school with Daniel Dan Levy um and so we have like a personal like like one of his friends his wife like texted him congratulations like when he won all those awards um and so like I really like that one it's definitely like my sense of humor um so I'd say like a show kind of based in reality I would say Schitt's Creek is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. um I would say like anything in the Star Trek family I'm like way too into um yeah, I would say that those are kind of my favorite. I can't really think of something that I didn't like. Like, I'm pretty open-minded where I'm just like, oh, like, I wouldn't watch that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say things like, I don't like, like, SVU Special Victims Unit. Like, not into that. Yeah. Um, no. Like, I don't like things that seem real. Like, I'm all over, like, um, what was it? Um, criminal Minds. Love Criminal Minds. Do not like anything that has to do with court. Criminal Minds is like a is like a, a mental thriller where they're trying to track down some crazy thing, and the goal of the show is to trick you. Mm-hmm. It's a murder mystery. Anything that is like we caught the person and we're taking them to court is like a hard no for me um, because that is too real. Like now we're talking about actual people who suffered actual things, um, and I'm not here for it. So I would say I would say I'm more like genre. We're like totally into sci-fi, suspension of reality, not into like people actually getting hurt or mm-hmm. sort of mirroring what that feels like because that does not feel good in my body I would yeah. say but it now that I'm thinking about like favorites there's one where like I don't know if I could ever watch it again just because now I know the ending um mm-hmm. but also like it was very intense while I was watching it is um Dark Matter it's a oh. Netflix original or maybe it's no it's called Dark it's called Dark um and it is a Netflix original from Germany amazing and it is about I don't even how know how I can explain it to you without ruining it just go watch it anybody who's Mm -hmm. listening to this who likes any kind of like plot twisty kind of thing it's not like jump scares it's not like weird stuff happening it's just like mind-bending in every single episode there is at least one time where you go what (laughs) wait what every episode for like four seasons I don't know how they do it like occasionally there will be one that's just like here we're setting up for the rest of the woods mm-hmm. so you're like oh like there was no plot toast this like one show <laughs> like, right and every show after that you're just like I don't know how they're doing this every episode this is like I don't what <laughs> I just I can't even follow it at this point like I'm just showing up to a new show every single day and it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those ones where it like does the thing and then goes backwards and shows it a different way and you're mm-hmm. like oh what and it's just four seasons of them being like but but then it was this way. I just like can't keep up emotionally with this. So I think I would say that if I was going to pick one that I was like, you know, honestly, if I had to watch one thing forever, it might be that. Mm-hmm. It might be that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and also like, I'm obsessed with Outlander, which I know isn't in the least like interesting or different than everybody else in the world. But like, I am obsessed Mm. with Outlander because like read the book is obsessed yeah um, (laughs) uh, like because that's like a lot of my family history right so like I love 
everything Celtic. I love stories of the Fae and like Mm. learning more about Druids and like all of that. And so it's very like, it all smacks up against all of that too. Um, But also Scotland is a like fantasy dream trip of mine. And so um, like, yeah, so I'm very obsessed with Outlander. I'm German. And so I feel like getting really into all of our like historical cultural things is not. Yeah, it's not cute. Um, So fun. Yeah, that would be the other side of my family, and it's not a good look. Yeah, we, just, we just don't talk about But that. you know what I will say? And Germans know it. That's what I'll say about that. We don't have to get into the whole thing, but, like, like our history is, is not cute for us. It is an, a bad look, and we know it. And we own but, it. And the people in Germany know it and own it and don't have like reminders everywhere for the people who were treated horrifically. So like, just like, I'm not going to get into it, but maybe just take a note is all I'm going to say. Do you have another TV thing to to mention? I really like Northern Exposure. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. I got into that by accident. It was like, we lived across from a blockbuster if that dates me at all. Um, and so I used to like buy all the TV shows because I didn't have TV. I lived alone. Like it was really boring most of the time. Um, and so I just started buying random TV shows like in their things when they were on sale. And so I got Northern Exposure and I really, really enjoyed it. Like, again, I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. Um, right. The last season was kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was, it was weird. <laughs> like really liked it. I, I watched, um, on Netflix, they had this show, I think it was called like AI. And that was very weird. And I really mm. liked it. And I don't think I'd go back and watch it all again. But like, I can't say enough, like how you're confused, but it also never really ended. And I don't appreciate mm. that. So no, I never like, that. Um, nope. but I also I do like, uh, like, reality TV that like follows people from different walks of life or different medical experiences that I have, because I just like knowing what people's lives are like. I'm just so intrigued. And, um, my son was very into, uh, like all of the places where they just like drop people in the middle of nowhere and are like, hope you live. If you don't press this button on this phone and we'll get you in 12 hours, probably like we, so we watched a lot of that too. And you know, okay. But, um, oh my gosh. This is not like, I don't know where my brain has been. If we can't figure out, I actually, um, here's the deal. I, I normally don't want to like censor what comes out, but I actually don't have any clue what this means. And so I will ask you, and, and then if we can figure out what the heck it was, I'll put it back in. Should like we purge the jar? <laughs> I mean, <The> purge. <laughs> You mean since we purged our minds into the jar and now we have no clue what any of the things meant? Um, something, really that, right? <laughs> something that gives you life. Like other than air? Right. Like other than your base needs. Um, like something that brings you joy or uh, uh, this woman, Jen Hatmaker, that I love. Um, she's an author and she, uh, she used to do this thing. Um, like what's saving your life right now. She used to ask people. So like that, I think would be a valid, um, interpretation of this question, but like, is there something that just makes you be like that? 
that brings me joy, even though it's like, you know, not necessarily. I would say if we were going to go something that brings me joy, like a stupid amount of joy, Mm -hmm. I would probably go for marathon running. Mm -hmm. There is something about being like an hour three of just cruising through your city where like, like, and I mean, like when you get to the point where it doesn't hurt, like, it's not Mm -hmm. like I would like, I would go for a three hour run on a Saturday morning and then like walk for 40 minutes to go to our dance party, dance for an hour and walk 40 minutes home. And then like Mm -hmm. make dinner, it's like not a big deal. That's what I'm sort of like at the level of fitness where that's just a fun way to see the city in the morning or a fun way to go meet somebody somewhere. Um, there's something about like the monotony of running where just like hearing your shoes hit on the ground and having to be so aware of like how you're standing and how your legs are moving and everything is just kind of going in sync with one another that you fall into this like trance almost like you've got all your endorphins going you got your little hydro pack you're like halfway through a bottle of Gatorade you got little running skittles like I run with Skittles because I'm on a low FODMAP diet and not all gels and chews are available to me. Skittles work great. Um, Somebody else said maple syrup works really great, but I haven't been able to find the little packs yet. When I do, I will try it out and let you know. Um, But yeah, there's something, there's something about just the rhythm and being so alone um, that my thought that almost feels like shower thoughts where like, Mm -hmm. I just start thinking like, I mean, I think all the time. I never shut up in my brain. Um, but like, there's something about it where it feels calm and like my nervous system feels like really regulated and like nice and calm and safe that like, it's almost like a conversation opens up with yourself and it's not even anything like mm-hmm. big or important. It's just like, wow, like, I wonder which of the aliens that are in this universe, because like, it's completely unreasonable to believe that we're the only sentient beings that are here. Like, I wonder, are we going to get there first or are they going to come here first? And like, I wonder what kind of aliens they're going to be. And I wonder if they're going to be nice. And I wonder what they're going to have different than what we have. And like, I wonder if we're going to be nice to them. <laughs> like, it's like the most random conversations that I'm having are like, oh, like Pancake needs a new coat. And like, what kind of coat do I think Pancake would like? Like, do I think she'd like a fur coat or do I think she'd like this coat? Like, does she feel weird if she's wearing fur? Like, it's like, ridiculous conversations with myself or I'm listening to some great audiobook and I've got my own little chatter kind of going I'm like, well that was an interesting point and we should write that down and we should try to remember that and like repeat it a couple times so you remember that um it's just such an interesting experience to kind of have that stillness because mm-hmm. I am never still in my body in my mind <laughs> in my mouth <laughs> like I'm just never ever still and there's something about having every piece of me moving that I can finally kind of be calm and rest and like I have been told on many occasions that running for three hours isn't rest. Fuck you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Nuh-uh. And I would say anybody that, that claims that running can't be that has never trained to a point of having, of, um, of, uh, my gosh, why can't I think of words today? Um, where, where they've never gotten to a point of like cruising. Yeah. Like you're, you just are. Yeah. You could just and, go forever. Yeah. When you talk about running, it makes me remember like all of the, I get that like. <laughs> and this is very, this is a very ironic conversation because currently neither of us can run. <laughs> so like, it's the saddest, happiest thing ever. Like after my surgery, running is just not working for me right now. Um, and so like, I'm definitely going to keep trying and see if there's a different way to get a trainer or whatever. Um, because I feel like it's just a mechanical issue where my body was one way 
for 30 some odd years. And now suddenly it's a different way. And my body's just like, I don't know how to move this thing. Um, so I'm hoping it's not forever, but it's still the thing that brings me the most joy, like enough that like I'm in a place now where it hurts to run even a tiny bit. Like I'm right back at the beginning, but I'm like working through it being like, honestly, like it doesn't hurt forever. It doesn't hurt forever. It's been like six months now. It's still hurting. Um, but I still have that hope because I'm like, I will get to my happy place. (laughs) I will get there. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? Um, Well, first of all, that fits very into your human design and like how you function as a human being that like CrossFit run, those things would be good exercise for you. They actually don't fit like into who I am as a soul being. And so, um, like running probably was never good for my body, but my hips messed up from running in formation in college with guys much, much taller than I was and having to keep up with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a fracture in my very low vertebrae. So like, that's not, and now I just can't like, that's never going to be a choice again. And it was, uh, it was hard to get to a place where like yoga was, was a calm mind space for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that for me personally was a very, a specific lesson I had to learn in not using hardcore things to deal with my stuff because they were not what my body, like I am not built for those things. And so like, I shouldn't have been using, like you are built to do those things. You have legs and things like that. You also have legs, Rachel. (laughs) Um, but like you have more legs than I do. I do have more legs than you. That is correct. You know, like I, if you looked at me, you would not be like endurance. And so I have learned that things you started to do out of spite are maybe not the things that you should be doing forever. So like, I recognize very heavily that not everybody um, comes into a quiet space for stillness, but I personally needed that Mm -hmm. lesson in my life. Um, Something that gives me joy um, when I beat my husband at golf, which is basically every time we play. Um, (laughs) uh, I, a lot of things, um, but also like nothing, you know, you get to a space in your life where you've like had things that were hard for so long and you have to go back and remember what you actually really love and enjoy. And so that was a whole lesson for me. Um, I really like being on the water. Uh, so like, yeah, I just really like being on the water. Um, that makes me happy. Um, I really like hiking, which is not something that there's a lot of access to where I live. Um, and so when I am someplace where I can hike, I definitely look like I never have before, but if I had to pick like a favorite form of exercise, that also would probably be like that. Mm. Um, I, hmm, I actually had like two really good things pop up in my head and then I, they're gone. Um, being able to remember things that makes me happy. Um, but like, uh, I mean, what theater makes me happy, but I really particularly love when you can tell like it's somebody's first 
like this is their first night on Broadway. Like if there's somebody that's making their Broadway debut and you can just like, they don't care like what they're, what they're doing. They're just so happy to be there and that they made it. And that like really makes my heart happy for people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's circle back. Maybe the things that had come to me will pop back into my head, finding a really good pair of earrings. Like, you know, I collect earrings. Like I collect art, like art, like people collect art. I really love like a weird earring. And sometimes I don't even have to like the earrings. I just like the more outrageous or like ridiculous they are. Like, I just really love a a fun earring. Um, I, okay this is, this is probably, I really, really love like sitting in Central Park and watching people go by and just people watching or like watching people's interactions with other people. Um, that brings me a lot of joy. I have to ignore the runners because bad running form does not bring me joy. Um, I'm sure it's not right. (laughs) I like, I like, I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) Like I can see them like, in seven months, you won't be doing this because yeah. you'll be like, I've broken several bones running. So please don't ever watch my form or maybe do, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe please, please check out my, form. or maybe I'm going to record something when we're done and you can tell me why I can't run anymore. <laughs> that also brings me joy. Helping people help telling that I'm, I'm taking away your joy is it brings me joy. Um, no, I really like, uh, I like to solve a problem. I really like a solution and I really like, um, making people's bodies ready to not be injured. Mm -hmm. Like that brings me joy. Um, like when I have a new client and I see all of the places that are hurting them and then they do like these really simple things for like three months and then they come back and they're like, when I stand and do the dishes at night, my whole self feels totally different. Like that brings me joy to watch somebody's like when I assess people, um, this is not all I do, but like when I physically just work with just physical injury prevention. Um, I do a lot of walking assessments. I do a lot of just watching people move and, um, in ways that not everybody does, but like, I, I I like watching people walk away. Um, I really, (laughs) I really love when I'm like, oh my gosh, their shoulders are finally like where they need to be. And like their hips are where, and they're not like tucking their pelvis and like protecting themselves. And like, I, Mm -hmm. that brings me joy. Um, you know what? Honestly, like if we're, if we're going into the professional space, like Mm -hmm. there, so like I, I work in a medical diet, I work in the low FODMAP diet sort of space. Um, and there's something so special about when someone was afraid to eat one of their favorite foods and they come back and say, Amy, I ate my favorite food and nothing happened. And I can absolutely eat this forever. Like that's a special kind of joy. (laughs) Like being like, I know you were like super afraid of that. And like, I'm so glad that that's you can just eat it freely and having like the, we talk a lot about empowerment in my program about sort of like knowing for sure, like this is working for me right now. And this is not working for me right now. I talk about it, like being able to go to a buffet and be like, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And walk away with like a packed plate full of stuff that you absolutely love. And like, not a single worry. Like when people tell me I've stopped worrying about it. Like I feel so confident. I feel so empowered. Like that Mm -hmm. brings me a special kind of joy. Yes. That forever. Yes. 
Yeah. And to bring joy back into people's lives. Like that's a pretty special thing. And aside from the anxiety that I have, when you say the word buffet, that like, (laughs) I love that. Um, I have Disney movie. Ooh. Well, I like, so, so here's one. When I was three, tiny little wee Amy, um, the little mermaid came out. And my mom took me to see it. It was the first thing I ever saw on the big screen. So like, it was my first time in a movie theater. And I was like, didn't fit in the chair properly. Like she said, she had to put her purse on it. Cause it kept flipping back up on me. Cause it was like just three. Um, it was phenomenal. And I definitely spent like every summer after that as a kid, my grandparents had this, um, cottage. It's like up in Muskoka. It's on an Island. So lovely. Um, I say Island. It was like, uh, like away from the land, (laughs) but you needed a boat to get there. It felt really fancy. Um, but there was this one spot where like you had to kind of get under a bush to get there. So it was my like special place because the only person who fit there, um, but there was this rock sitting in the water. (laughs) There were definitely a lot of little mermaid moments on that. Um, so like, it was definitely a fun thing. The only thing was that because it was on the big screen and I was so new to (laughs) cinematic theater, um, when the shark came, apparently I like lost it. Um, to the point where like when my mom got me, like the VHS, if that says anything. Um, when my mom got me the videotape that you put in the VCR, um, for those of you who are new to this planet, um, she used to have to sit it with me every time the shark came on like our tiny TV. Um, and then like, because I would watch it so many times a day as one does um, at that age, she ended up having to like make me a little song so that I could sit by myself. And it was like, I I'm pretty sure it went like, like, like you're on the TV and I'm on the couch and you get me. (laughs) It was rough. It was rough. And so like, she was doing a lot of work at home at the time. Cause she, um, I don't know. She was doing a lot of work from home and she would be like, I would just be like working away on my stuff. I'm typing. Like she had a computer back then. Uh, she'd be like working away on her like written pen and paper stuff. And she'd hear this little voice from this, (laughs) just like, squeaking away (laughs) it was rough um I would say worst Disney movie or like least favorite Disney movie that's hard mostly because I can't remember who made what anymore yeah I was gonna say I have like I have favorite childhood animated movies but I don't actually know if they're Disney animated movies maybe let's switch to animated movies there I can't remember which movie it was. There was, this might've actually just been the beginning of my like anxiety disorder. I don't know, but we were, we were watching some weird movie in the theater, like with my sister, cause she wanted to see it. Um, and there was some, I can't remember what it was, but there was a thing where somebody had had a premonition or something and it had said like attack and they were trying to like figure out how to do this in the situation. And this like little character kept being like attack, attack like attack and like thinking and thinking and thinking about it. And then he sees a little like thumbtack on the ground and he's like, attack. (laughs) Like, and he like puts it in like a slingshot and like hits the like monster thing with this like little thumbtack. And it's like a David and Goliath kind of deal. Um, And I remember being so anxious. I like stood up in the theater and was like, we need to go right now. (laughs) And it was like the suspense of this little like like little child movie. I was like, wait, how'd you go right now? And my mom was like, oh my God, sit down. Like, what are, like, what is happening? <laughs> like, so 
like I'm not sure how much of it was just that it was like a really suspenseful movie and how much of it was like my like your, your stuff. disorder but like that was not a fun movie like so much so that that's the only part that I can remember of the movie I think I literally blocked it out so if anybody is listening and knows of a cartoon where some what? weird like protagonist like hits somebody with a thumbtack like please let me know because I'd like to watch it again as an adult and be like was it the suspense or was it mental illness <laughs> don't know <There's-> <laughs> <laughs> We didn't go to the movies a lot growing up because it was expensive. And mm-hmm. so we just, we just didn't, but I remember my grandfather um, taking me to see um, an American tale um, with the little mouse yeah. and the very um, heart-wrenchingly distressing song. And um, my grandfather fell asleep in the movie theater. And so when it was over, I was just like, we're just sitting here until he wakes up and my grandmother and my mother were livid, but, um, that's, that's, that's how a lot of stories about like my grandfather and I going to do something together with no supervision. It often ends in the sentence and my grandmother and mother were livid. Um, <laughs> but there's some of my best childhood memories. Um, I loved, uh, sword in the stone because I was already very, and, and a lot of these are before my time too, right? Like they, I'm not saying I grew up because I remember when the little mermaid came out and I was probably seven or eight, which is about the right. You could sit in your own theater seat. Um, yeah, (laughs) yes. Um, but, uh, like the rescuers, like, I don't know if that was like all dogs go to heaven. I can remember like that. Like, I don't remember, um, all of the things, but like if they were, uh, Disney or not, I love Alice in Wonderland, but probably the sword in the stone. Like if I had to pick my favorite Disney movie of all time, Mm. not really knowing all of the choices I have, because I don't know what all of them are. Um, that would probably be my very favorite. And, um, I have a love hate relationship with, uh, the Fox and the Hound because my grandmother oh, used to read me. That one. Don't, um, <laughs> trauma. And so like, uh, but my grandmother used to read me like the book of that growing up. And I can't even hear like, like I'm, I'm ready to like burst into tears right now. Like mm-hmm. it, um, I can't even hear like the little voice and not be like, Whoa. yeah. So Yes. If we're Trauma. going for like emotional wreckage, I would have to say um, The Land Before Time. I was just going to say, what was that god awful dinosaur movie? And that I was it. love that movie so much. But like, okay, so I can't start. watch it. So on, on TikTok, it's always TikTok. Um, so I was like walking into a client, like, and I'm just like wrapping up my whatever, um, grabbing my coffee finishing the thread I'm watching on TikTok and some guy comes on and he looked like Zachary Quinto, which was really weird. Um, but some guy comes on and he's like, Hey, I'm about to ruin your day. in like a 30 second sound clip. And I'm like, that seems like it's not a real thing. And he plays, he's like, you're not even going to know what it is. Your body's going to respond. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't like, how were you possibly going to everybody get this? And it's like, it plays the music. And like, I just started like, I was like, it was like when I got engaged, wrecked, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I was not okay. And I was like, what is this music? And then you hear like, mom. And I was like, Life before time, like, how dare you do this to me? Like, oh my God. And like, I showed up with a client, like I 
showed up and I was like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Yes. Someone played me a 30 second clip of the land before time and like, didn't even tell me what it was. <laughs> that is not a joke. They, they played that movie when I was in third grade on video as like a reward. I remember because one of the girls in class had just gotten braces and we were going to have popcorn and we had to hear 137,000 times in the week leading up how she couldn't eat popcorn because she had braces. And so like, I, I was just like, nobody so then don't eat the popcorn. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, this is not a food allergy. Like you can have popcorn. You can also be near popcorn. You also have snacks that you can eat. So like somebody will give you that it will be okay. But, um, but because my mom was my only person for a very specific point in my childhood, um, any hint of that losing a mother was a thing that could happen to people. Like, she was actually, cause she was my third grade science teacher. She wasn't the teacher I had had, but she was right. the person. So she was in the classroom next to me. Cause she was got stuck with all the kids who didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, and I was in the other room and like the teacher had to like, go like lift. I've never seen the whole movie. I've never seen past that point in the movie ever. The teacher had to like, pick me up and like, bring me over to go sit with all the kids who had gotten in trouble with my mom. Cause I like, couldn't hack life. Yeah. No, no. It's like the stuff they used to show us as kids. Like, how are we okay? <laughs> no, it's why we're traumatized. Oh my God. I mean, it's not like, the only reason, but it, it's not, not the reason. Well, like, and like here are two, here are two. So it's funny that I'm, I'm totally into like sci-fi alien things now, because when I saw E.T., I was like not okay for like a year, like nightmares every night about stupid ET. My youngest sister, like, so we all got obsessed with one movie. I was, I was a little mermaid. My middle sister was Beauty and the Beast. The last one was effing ET and she wanted to watch it all the time. And it, again, I don't know if this was just the beginning of my panic disorder, but like when he gets sick, like I'm just not okay. Like, and I just would not recover for like ever and ever and ever to the point where she would say she would want to watch it. And I would like put it on and like go like three floors away from her and be like, shout when you're done and I'll turn it off for you. Um, but so I watched that and I was like, absolutely not okay. And then in school, when we were doing our like Christmas concert or whatever, when I was like, it would have been like grade three or I think it was grade three or grade four. Um, we watched Mac and me again. It's like, so it's like another weird alien movie where he like likes M&Ms instead of, I don't know. It's really weird. Um, but they like lure him out of a cave, like kids like lure him out of a cave and it's the same deal as ET is like a ripoff. Um, oh. again, I started having all these stupid nightmares about these aliens. <laughs> like, it was rough. It was rough. But like now I'm like obsessed with sci-fi stuff, which is like the greatest irony. I've never actually seen E.T., but I did walk through the living room at a friend's house growing up and somebody was watching it. And I was so terrified that I was like, not all right. My mom's like, this is why we don't do things like this is why we can't do. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why you can't be in public near other people was I'm sure essentially what she wanted to say to me. All right. I'm going to put this in the one where I have, I literally don't know what half of some of these are. This isn't even like a, I have to figure this out. This is like a, I don't, those are not words that mean something. (laughs) Oh man, this is heavy. This is not fun and cute. Um, 
I just have, I just have the word, I just have the word regret. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I just have the word regret. Your favorite regret. Oh my God. My favorite and my worst regret. Oh, I don't. Do you have an idea? Pancake, oh what should we regret? Usually mine is just that I've eaten something. <laughs> Did not beg enough for peppers. <laughs> oh man. Um, What's my biggest geez. regret? What's my favorite and my least favorite regret? So the God's honest truth is, and I'm going to say that this, obviously it's cliche, but I really do try not to regret things. Um, I don't really necessarily regret any of my choices. Um, I'm very thankful that I dodged some bullets right in my life with like, I, I was, have been very fortunate that I haven't had like really bad life altering things happen from some of the stupid things that I've chosen to do or not do. But like, um, I definitely have some things I would have done at a different time in my life. Right. So like, um, I don't regret getting married or the person I'm married to, but I do think that like a different set of timing would have been different. I think if I had, finished school at the time in my life that, you know, I should have finished school based on when I started. If I had pursued the things that I really wanted to do and gotten to do those things then I wouldn't have to wonder if I could have. And so like that, that I re that I regret, I regret not, um, I regret giving up all of my things. So somebody else could have their things. That's fair. That seems reasonable. I would what's say my favorite regret. <laughs> what's your, what's your least favorite, my favorite regret? regret. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say I have two things that kind of come to mind as like a regret. And one is, so I went and got my social degree with the intention of becoming a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be an MSW. I wanted to work in a hospital with kids because I had a really great therapist through our hospital when I was a kid. And I was like, that was really helpful to me. And I would like to do that too. Um, so that I could kind of be that bridge for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had this one class, like to get into therapy for like masters for therapy degrees, you had to take the therapy class. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like a straight A, like two A plus student. Um, and I was taking the therapy class and they had split us into kind of two pairs, one where you were going to be the therapist and then a completely different pair where you were going to be the client. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, like was talking about real things. Everybody was kind of doing real stuff. Um, but the person who was my client, like was really struggling with something in her life and was like, honestly, like, I just need a human to talk to this about. Who's not like inter like, who's not in the situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing like as close as I could get as to somebody who was learning about it. Like she was getting as close to therapy as she could. And I was really trying to use all of the materials that I had learned and really leaning on like my support network. Um, of like people who were ahead of me in class um, to just really try and help her as much as they could. And the teacher didn't tell us at the time, but we had to turn over our original notes. And like, you know how I work, I take dictation. Like that's just how my brain organizes information. It does it at lightning speed, but I do it through my hands, not through my hearing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, 
can I make you a summary? Like to the teacher, I was like, Hey, like, I didn't know that that was the thing. You cannot have my original notes because she didn't agree to share all this stuff. Like, can I prepare like a really good summary of what we talked about? Because the goal was what skills did I use? Right? Like, like what was the problem and what was your solution? How did you map this out as a quote unquote therapist? Um, and she was like, absolutely not. Like I need the original notes. And I like stood by this person. I was like, she shared something really personal with me over like six months. Like, this is not a small thing to her. She didn't agree to share this stuff with all of you. I will give you a summary. I will not give you the notes. What would you like in the summary? And she like looked little 17 year old me dead in the eyes and was like, you will never be a therapist because you cannot do the job of a therapist, like the job, because we're in social work, it's different than like psychotherapy where we're, we're working in situations where you really do have to report. Um, she's like, if you can't report for your clients, you will not be successful. And she gave me a B and I was like, fucking hate you. Um, but it really stuck with me because I was a pretty impressionable mm-hmm. youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like abandoned my mm-hmm. goal of becoming a therapist, because she told me point blank, like I'm the therapy teacher and you will not be successful. And so I kind of like took another path. So I regret not knowing, like I, I regret for poor little young Amy, 17 yeah. year old Amy, that she didn't know that that person was a jerk and that it actually showed a lot of integrity that I wouldn't share those things, even if it cost me a grade that felt really important to me. Um, like I regret not standing up for her um, or her being able to stand up for herself in that situation, um, because I really did want my master's degree. Um, and I didn't end up getting it just because I was like, well, what is it for if it's not for therapy? Um, I would say my second regret is for my social work degree, I had to do a 650 hour practicum where we got to go and be intern. Well, I got to pay money to be an intern for somebody. And like my thoughts on internships are not what I did, but I totally understand in a social work perspective because it covered, like I was covered by their insurance then because I was a volunteer. And so anything that went weird, I was not responsible for, which great because I'm practicing. Um, but I worked in a senior's home for the deaf. It was so fun. I was a community activator, uh, or sorry, I was an activity assist, activation assistant. There we go. Activation assistant. Um, and so it was my job to run their day program. And so like, I got to interact with all the staff. I got to make my own programming, which was so fun. I got to know everybody. Um, and I truly feel like that's where I could have thrived as a social worker. Um, but the problem was because I was working with seniors, (laughs) there was this thing where occasionally people would pass away. Um, and because I was not very old, um, and was not accustomed to that. I had never really experienced that in my own family or in people that I had known before. Um, every time it happened, I would like have a breakdown at work and the seniors would have to like comfort me because they know like, this is some poor little kid who walked in and a person that was here last week is not here anymore. And like, this is a new and scary experience for me. Um, and so I ended up like when I finished, I ended up leaving there, um, like if I had stuck around for six more months, I could have had my boss's job because she ended up leaving. Um, and that would have been fantastic, but didn't work out. I ended up leaving because I was like, it's not fair to the like to the seniors that I'm supposed to be working with that they're consoling me and making sure that I'm okay as I'm like having a breakdown. Um, like because it was very instantaneous where I was like, didn't even have time to make it to the office. Like I'd walk in and they're just flowers everywhere, and I'd be like, who? Who are the flowers for? Uh 
Um, very emotional person. If you haven't noticed that, like, it doesn't seem like it takes a lot to get my emotions on. I'm kind of like a moist person where if you poke me, like emotions come out. Um, but yes, yeah, so that didn't seem fair to them. And instead of just getting like therapy, <laughs> like learning some coping skills or like getting a mentorship <laughs> to like build up that skill, um, where I could like at least make it to privacy before I had a nervous breakdown. Um, I left like, I left sort of social work altogether. Um, I was like, well, this is not for me because I wanted to be a therapist and I'm going to be a shitty therapist. And I really like working with seniors, but like, it doesn't seem professional that I'm like having a breakdown every two minutes when they're just yeah. kind of doing what they're supposed to be doing. That sounds wrong. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's a natural thing. It seems really weird that I'm like, not okay. That a natural thing, like, why am I the only person here who's not okay? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I regret that I didn't know to get just help or support mm -hmm. with that and carry on in that spot. Um, and so I think those two kind of things are kind of related because I kind of gave up on the thing I really wanted and then gave up on something that came kind of naturally to me. And I really did enjoy, mm -hmm. um, just because I didn't know what I was, I didn't know how to help myself. I yeah. guess. So like now I'm going to get my PhD to be a therapist. Ha ha, like, ha, ha, ha everybody. Now I'm just going to be old. <laughs> like That's fine. Which will it. help. Yeah, like and it's fine right <laughs> who's gonna take me seriously at like 19 as a therapist like I graduated when I was 21 they'll be like so tell me about your life experiences what do you know <laughs> <laughs> no really what do you know yeah really like <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I know a lot of people would regret like things that they've said right and I do have a couple of those I have a couple like I have one very specific that's, but, um, but mostly I regret the things I don't say because I did, I also grew up not like speaking up for myself. And so there are some spaces that I definitely wish that I'd had, I'd, I'd said the snarky thing that came into my mind then or later. Um, but I also, uh, had a person in college completely change the trajectory or my confidence in the trajectory that I was going. And it was the vocal teacher that I was given um, for my private lessons, my um, my sophomore year of college, but my first year as a musical theater major. And we hadn't even so much as warmed up. And I'll tell everybody, my voice doesn't sound very nice right now because I've had, uh, I had a, a hard thing that I had to choose this last week and I've done a lot of talking. Um, and I normally don't do that much talking pancakes. Like after you use um, lie detector, <laughs> tell them she's lying. Um, but like, normally I don't, I don't do marathon conversations in the way that I have. And so my voice is struggling a little bit. Um, my, my voice teacher will be so happy on Monday when I see him. Um, but we had like not even warmed up and she, I remember she just like spun around on her, uh, piano stool and was like, um, you know, some people make it on Broadway and some people don't. Which was awfully ballsy because that wasn't actually even my goal. I was Air Force ROTC and I wanted to sing with the Air Force band. And so I wasn't even like Broadway was not my, my first goal in my head anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also kind of a ballsy thing because there's a lot of ways to make money performing that aren't you make it on Broadway. Um, and so like, I just find that to be very gross, but I totally was like, 
I'm, I'm trash and I, I'm never going to make it anywhere. Um, and it really just actually was that I had a vocal injury and nobody, and she was too stupid to know is the God's honest truth. Like as a vocal teacher, she should have, she should have sent me to be looked at by somebody when I was describing the things to her that I was describing to her. And then I didn't sing for years and years and years. Um, and, uh, having a vocal teacher and, and seeing what my voice could and could not do anymore. Cause I was completely untrained growing up. So like all through my high school musicals and stuff, I had no, no formal training. Um, and so I was really excited to get a vocal teacher so that I could, you know, maybe see what my potential genuinely was. And apparently the answer was I had none. Um, but, uh, he like, doesn't joke around this person that I have now. And like the things that he has told me about my voice, I'm like, do you know what my life could have been if I, if I hadn't just been told that I was garbage. And I was told by many people that do know things that I wasn't garbage. I just didn't listen. And so, yeah, the like not sticking up for yourself, the not like sticking to your own thing, you know, like, yeah, I know more than you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't. Um, but can we try and see if we can get like one fun one and then we'll like, so we don't have to look (laughs) what, where, what brain speaks are we in when we're putting things in the jar though? It's like, what is happening to us? It's not a good face, Rachel. No, I feel like we did this one. Maybe we did. I don't know. This is happening too much today that I'm like, let's, let's like fact check ourselves. (laughs) Um, Animal. I just have the word animal. Pancake, would you like to get this one? <laughs> Pancake's like, it's me. Move on. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I am the overlord. <laughs> like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I feel like obviously I'm dogs named after food is my preference. Um, which is funny because Schnitzel's not even named after food. He's named after a bear. And Pancake is named after him. <laughs> is so funny. I love that. Yeah. So he is named after my childhood stuffed animal, which was a dog. His name was baby schnitzel. Um, and Eric thought it was really cute. And I was like, Oh my God, we should name a dog schnitzel. And he was like, okay, look, we could totally do that. I was like, really? Like my husband's six, five could be a linebacker. And he's like walking through the park going schnitzel, schnitzel. Like it's the funniest thing ever. Um, so I loved it. And then when we got schnitzel, he, we think he's from like a, like a legitimate crack house. Like he's Mm -hmm. not okay. I was going to say as a human being, he's not okay as a dog being. Um, and so really quickly we were like, I don't think he's okay at the house, like by himself as a puppy. And so we got him pancake. So pancake is technically schnitzel's pet. Um, they love each other. Um, but schnitzel did this weird thing when he was a little baby where he would like, just like kind of spread out on the ground. Like he was like liquid and he's so wiry and skinny that he just like was flat on the ground like a pancake like his little back legs would splay out and he just looked like a pancake and so we named pancake pancake after him and now it's a tradition where we already know like when we get our next dog we're gonna name it lemon after pancake because she's a lemon like she was the runt of her litter they're both runs um and I was telling a neighbor and the neighbor's a vet tech and she's like oh we don't call them runs anymore we call them lemons and like they both have a ton of health problems and so we're like okay well like the next one is gonna be named lemon (laughs) But then Eric was like, because we, we agreed we're always getting them in pairs um, until we decide not to have them anymore. And like, he's gone so much that I need other company while I'm here. Um, and so he was like, well, we should also name 
our like next next one after pancake and we should name it pork chop because she's a little chunky <laughs> so we're thinking lemon and pork chop for the next ones so like it turned into like a food thing but like we're not naming them after foods <laughs> that's funny. hilarious <laughs> yeah so oh my I gosh would, I love that definitely definitely dogs are my thing I would say what are not my thing are any kind of like lizard amphibian thing mm-hmm. um Eric's cousin has a variety of pets um she is in university and is using her money to make herself a little menagerie of scary things so she has some kind of like big snake that you can like wear as a scarf which no um she has a bearded lizard which actually looks really cute she knitted a little christmas hat and it actually looks really cute but i will not be looking at it or touching it um she has a tarantula nope like like anything anything that is in her house is a hard no for me hard no (laughs) yeah no no no. Um, we all know that I am not a cat person. Uh, yes, correct. <laughs> um, g- growing up, my automatic answer would have been a guinea pig. I had a guinea pig. They, people can make fun of me for that. That's my oh, favorite. Thing. I just told you, but, that you know, my husband's house with a hamster. <laughs> Who's going to judge yeah, you? That was a little weird, but <laughs> when, um, Uh, when my parents had first gotten divorced, my mom ended up getting a job as a sixth grade teacher, um, at the same school that I went to first grade in. And I think she was like next to the third or fourth grade teacher. And she had a guinea pig and his name was Rufus. And like, I was very bonded with Rufus. And so like, all I wanted in my whole life was to have a guinea pig. And so in third grade, I got a guinea pig. She was very teeny tiny Brown. I had her through school. And when I was in 10th grade, she finally passed which my mother is always like that was you literally had a pet the exact years that it was appropriate to have a pet because then like junior year you start to like be a whole person and like be leaving your house more and um and all of that but the big joke is that like I had promised I would take care of just like everybody always does and um when I was in third grade I also broke my leg clean all the way across every bone in the bottom of my leg skiing. And, um, I had, a cast up to my hip for a, a lot of months, like for anybody that is from the Northeast and knows like, so I broke my leg on new year's Eve. And by the time my cast came off, the seniors from our school were going on their senior class trip for graduation. So like, that's how long I had some semblance of sized cast on my leg. Um, but we lived in a basement apartment and so I couldn't get up the stairs. So my dad used to put me in my sled and like pull me up the hill to our car every morning. Um, and he started, uh, dumping the cage over, I mean, we lived in the woods. He ended up like dumping it over this big ravine that was by our house, which would not have been safe for me to do. And so by the time my leg was over, he really was the person doing the things. And then like, it just stuck. That was smart. Um, so that was smart. I didn't, I didn't hate that. Um, but I do regret skiing. Um, but I, if I had to pick a dog, like if I was going to get a dog, um, I would like, like I, I like Italian greyhounds. I love like how skinny wiry they are, but I had always thought that, um, if I were ever to get a dog, I would like adopt from like a racetrack where they had Mm -hmm. like had, but also because 
like they will like race around very fast manically for a short period of time, but then they're like otherwise basically stagnant, which feels very, very similar to me. Um, but yeah, I, that's yes. What about your no? Or your no is cats. My, my hell no is a cat. Um, but also like spiders aren't pets. So I'm not even going, I'm not even going to pretend to name that as a pet. I don't, I would not have. Um, but like, I, I'm a hard no on any sort of spider, um, as an animal, I'm a hard no on snakes in general. Um, I grew up where there were a lot of things to pay attention to in the woods and just like copperheads and rattlesnakes and all those things. Like that's a hard no. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. Speaking of things that, um, are, you need to look out for, like, not here in Toronto, um, but like up north, you have to look out for bears. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents at their cottage, um, like it was lovely. It had like, like it was not a cottage. It was a mansion on a rock. Like, let's be serious. Um, like my, she was technically my step-grandmother was very wealthy, had started like an electroplating company um, when she was like my age, maybe younger. Um, and like by the time she was retired and I was around like had a mansion on an island. Um, and she had like the main house that had like all the bedrooms for everybody. And then she had a bunkie, um, which like for people who don't know, it's just like a bedroom outside of the actual house. And it used to be like a fun treat that like I used to get to go and be in my apartment in the bunkie. Um, and one, one year I was like very little, like enough that I like gave myself a tummy ache eating too many chocolate chips, like later in our adventure. Um, <laughs> I love how you had to be little to have that happen. I was like, or that could have been last week. Oh, it was <laughs> like, it was like scarring for life. What happened? Like, it was not okay. Um, <laughs> like, there were like mentions of like, is something dead in here? <laughs> like it was not a good experience for like being tiny and not knowing what was, what was happening. Um, but so I was in this bunkie, I was like teeny tiny and it was like three or four in the morning. And I heard like, stop, stop, stop. Like, Hur. and I was like, what the fuck is that? And like, I'm just like sitting there with a screen door between me and the world. Um, and this fucking bear comes walking down their deck and like brushes against the screen I was like mortified I did not go back to sleep and I was too scared to go back to the house because now there's a freaking bear here it was yeah. taller than I was like it was like like their screen door was like in parts and it was like to the top part I was like holy crap like that thing's gonna eat me like does it know that I'm here like oh my god does it smell me is it like a shark or it's like gonna come and eat me because it knows I'm here like I didn't know how bears worked um and so it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and my grandpa finally comes out and is like hey like you're up like why didn't you come in and I was like there was a bear and we're gonna die and I can't stand here I'm like I'm not okay and so like he like went and packed up all my stuff and I like moved back into the main house but like oh my god <laughs> I've seen a bear <laughs> like, like I heard it breathe like that's mm-hmm. too close in Canada if you can hear it breathing you're too close <laughs> Yes. When I used to run cross country in high school and I'd be training, sometimes I'd run down the road and there'd be like a family of them, like sauntering across the street. And then I'd have to like run to the nearest neighbor's house and call my dad and be like, can you come pick me up? There were bears. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I'm also a hard no on weasels. So like there were weasels in the woods where my grandparents lived, but I'm a hard no on a ferret, which fight me on it is just a weasel that you have in your house and they smell 
And I don't like ferrets and weasels because ferrets are weasels for like, (laughs) for like basically all of the same reasons that I don't like cats, except cats also have personality traits that I'm like, that's why I don't like them. But like, I don't like that. If you have one, your house probably smells Mm -hmm. like I don't. And that's not to say that every, every listener who has a cat has a house that smells, but everybody who like knows people with cats that you don't live in the house where that is that like, especially if you have more than one cat, Mm -hmm. you can't stop it from happening. And so like, I'm just a hard go on cats. Also, I've had many cats try and kill me. So like, I'm not interested in cats. What do they know that we don't know about you? What are they using their cat senses for? They're like, ew, this person has to go. (laughs) It's, it's much like children where like children also try to kill you. Well, that I don't particular, I'm not seeking them out for interaction that either I've had like the cats that must sense that I'm not seeking them out for interaction. And then their personality is like, F you, now you are only going to interact with me. Not a fan of that. Um, Also, I am not a fan of like, there could be a cat present and you don't know that it's present. And then suddenly you find out that it's present and I don't like being surprised. And so like announce your existence. That's creepy and rude and weird. And I don't like it. And then also they just smell and also cat hair and also just that they're cats. Okay. (laughs) Argument received. (laughs) But also weasels. (laughs) Because ferrets are weasels, but I do like the word weasel. So, you know, you win some, you lose them. Um, I think we're done. Are we done? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.